the Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and friends. Indeed, this is the Boys of Tech, episode 259, for Tuesday the 4th of February 2014. We're doing the show live here at the Southern Cross Bar in Wellington. My name is Edwin Herman. I'm joined on the panel by Brett King. Welcome to the show, Brett. Hey, hey. Hey, good to, uh, good to have you here uh, on another live show at the uh, Southern Cross Bar in, in here in Wellington. Fantastic place it is. Indeed, nice food of which I am eating again. Yes, I, I, it's it's Tuesday night, by the way. Um, this podcast will probably go out Wednesday morning. It's uh, it's a beautiful steak you have there on your plate, and I'm tempted to to steal tidbits when you're not looking. Well, had you gotten here earlier, it was two, four, like almost one. Really? Yes. Oh, I should have done... Actually, ironically, I had... Not ironically, but coincidentally, I should say, I had steak at home um, for dinner as well. Yeah. Wasn't bought house, but um, it was a lovely steak nonetheless. Anyway, it's been a quiet week, and you know what? We got to to, uh, to Monday morning, and we realised there wasn't a lot to talk about, so I thought I'd give it another, uh, you know, 36 hours or so and see if anything else happened. Not a lot did. No. <laughs> Thanks for the confirmation on that there. You're welcome. <laughs> so we really don't have a lot to talk about, but here's a few stories I found. First of all, Brett, have you, have you ever played a game called Flappy Bird? No. Nor have I, but it's all the rage apparently. It is apparently one of the most addictive games out there. This is for, fo- I'm talking about for phones and uh, presumably tablets as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's got, pe- you know, there was... Um, Angry Birds was addictive, and so was uh, a Candy Crush. I know, yeah. I know I have a friend who is very much addicted to Candy Crush. She warned me, stay away from it, don't even start. Mm-hmm. Well, this appears to be one of those sorts of games. In fact, probably even more so addictive than the other two. Wow. That's interesting. It'll be interesting to see if it is a flat by nighter or if it does have any longevity, <laughs> such as the Angry Ones. <laughs> Very, very good pun. That yeah, indeed. Um, I look I, exactly. How big will it get? I don't know, but people are finding it very addictive. It is free as well. Ang- Angry Birds wasn't free though, was it? No. And can, can, was Candy Crush? It did have a light version. Oh yeah, there was a light version to get but you. Then, hooked. if you wanted to play, yeah, the the, the full thing, you, you paid for it. So was what about Candy Crush? Was that free? I can't even. I'm not sure. Maybe the original Candy Crush was free, but all of the sagas are pay for. I'm pretty sure. Well, in any case, Flappy Bird is free, and uh, it's number one in Apple's App Store in 89 countries. Wow. 89 countries worth of Apple iTunes users have a lot of free time to spend. Uh, yeah, on. It's, it's one of those... It is. It's one of those... <laughs> on, on addictive little games. It is. It's one of those boredom games, isn't it? It's yeah. one of those games that you play when you're bored when you're not really looking for anything particularly complicated, just something reasonably mindless but entertaining and addictive. Wow. 
I guess maybe I should branch out. I'm still stuck with um, flight control. Flight control? Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's, the one where you land the planes. Yeah, and you land yeah, the planes. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I really like those ones, and mm. I was addicted to those for a while as yeah. well. It's my boredom one. If Well, it's my boredom one when the people I'm playing draw something with haven't done their turns yet. Right, okay, you're only waiting for... That's turn-based, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, I like, I do like those airport, um, you know, traffic control ones. This I one... I thought you he- would. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of... Which reminds me, yeah. there's been a whole heap of new bus simulator games released on Steam. Really? Oh, I got yes. to get on Steam. <laughs> I... You do, indeed. <laughs> oh, I've so got to get on Steam. Thanks, Brett. Um, you've just whet my appetite for um, getting back into the bus simulators. I must admit, like, sort of... Uh, went off it a little bit. I yeah. do have a truck simulator. I bought that ah. from the same company. Yeah, that truck simulators, airport simulators, wood chopping simulator. Do you know that one of the funniest ones I've seen was a airport emergency crew simulator? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's like crashes and stuff, and you have to go and. <laughs> but the very first mission is to find a tiny rubbish bin fire and put that out. I've seen a play for it. Is that right? Yes. So, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, I might have to check out this Flappy Bird. I'm surprised that a certain Angry Birds haven't been after Flappy Birds about the similarity of their name. I was Even wait- though I, I, you know how I feel on the, the whole nonsense of trademark and copyright. Yep. <laughs> it still surprises me that the, the big angry one hasn't gotten angry over it. Yeah, I, I'm surprised too, actually. We, we may well see a story, Brett, maybe later on in the in the weeks or months to come. Who knows? But... I thought exactly the same. The same thought crossed my mind as well. Mm. Mm. So people have been really addicted to this game. I haven't yet seen it. You haven't either, Brett. Nope. Okay, so if anyone out there has played it, love to hear from you what you think about it. Leave some comments at our website, boysoftech.com, under episode 259. Okay, we'll leave Flappy Birds there. Now on to a story, in fact, a rumour what Apple's working on next. Now, there's a reason, Brett, I brought the story up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a rumour that they may be working on a solar, inductive and motion-charged iWatch and or iPhone. Now, there's a, reason, there's a reason why I brought this up. Not because I have this love of Apple rumours. Although yeah, that, you do. Though I do. <laughs> That's not the reason I threw the story in the mix. The reason is, a few podcasts, uh, a few episodes ago, we talked about smartwatches. Yes, we did. I think we both agreed, in fact, that the biggest drawback to them would be the fact that you need to charge it every night. Indeed. Once a day. Having to take the stupid thing off every day and leave it sitting around for a few hours. That's right, because it's different to a phone, right? You know, a phone, you put the device down, you know, a watch you wear, it's kind of a... It's the thing that you wear and it becomes a part of you. You rarely take a watch off. That's the the point of it. Exactly. Exactly. So the reason I brought the story up, uh, you can probably see where I'm going with this, is that maybe with with uh, solar charging combined with motion charging and the ability also, if you want to, to have an, an induction charger, perhaps will mean that in reality a watch <laughs> like that may need to only be charged once every few days, perhaps. And perhaps this is what is needed, this technology whether it's Apple or otherwise, maybe this is a kind of technology that's needed to make a smartwatch succeed in the marketplace. What do you think? Possibly, possibly. I don't really see solar being a huge one, depending on what their market is, because you think a big chunk of the market would be professionals. And professionals have a tendency to wear 
jackets and long sleeve shirts, etc. And um, that's going to be covering the device, so any sort of solar thing is not going to work very well. Yeah, that is true. But the motion, motion charged, like, you know, self-winding watches, etc. And, and a lot of the self-recharging you know, motion charge watches is a technology that could go along with this and if they built that into as well the iPhones because a lot of people carry their iPhones in pockets and things that are going to be jostled around constantly moved I, mine is in my pocket so it's constantly being moved around so motion charge would be quite good in yeah. those sorts of devices and in fact, if I, they can't make a better battery make a way to make the battery last longer yeah we've said it before that battery technology technology is really holding a lot of progress up in Indeed. the technological it's, world. It's holding back my exoskeleton, it's holding back my jet boots, it's holding back my hover car, all of these great advances in technology, it's holding back my electric roadster that allows me to go from the top of the you know, North Island all the way to the bottom of the South Island and back again on a single charge. It's holding all of that back. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and this is why I wonder whether maybe with the you know the the extra help from solar, the extra help from motion charging, together. And I say together because like you know you gave the example mm. of you know your uh, blue collar worker you know in the office and your white collar ones who who tend to. Um, you know, perhaps their phones, their their phone would be covered up. Would certainly at least benefit from the motion. So, for, with those two combined yeah, with I, a traditional battery, perhaps that will just give it that capacity, additional capacity to make it workable. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So that's why I brought that story up. I thought it was interesting. Now, of course, it is a rumor. It is about Apple, and people love rumors about Apple. That well, the, the newswise love those Indeed. Sort of stories. Well, this is the kind of rumor that would need to come along to put any sort of impetus into an iWatch launch, seeing as the, the biggest failing in smartwatches currently on the market, and we've got a few, is the fact that they need to be charged every day. Yeah. Yeah, that would, you know, to be honest, if someone, you know, regardless of what, what the watch does, whether it's a smartwatch or a, what you might call a dumb watch, if you like, I, I don't care. If I have to charge it every, once a day, no thanks. Yeah, indeed. I, I, no, it's, you know, can't be bothered. I'd, I'd walk away. Yep. All right, and speaking of walk away, walking away, let's walk away from that story and talk about Microsoft. They have an announcement. You may recall back in, I think, was it June or July 2013, the English High Court ruled that their trademark SkyDrive infringed on a trademark owned by British Sky Broadcasting Group, in other words, B-Sky-B, their trademark on the, trademark on the word Sky. How could it? Because I thought you had to trademark for a specific usage. Yeah, well, I do. And have British Sky TV trademarked for its use in well, technology. Well, hang on. Sky, Sky now is, does very, you know, does a, offers smart devices. I, I don't know. I haven't looked into it, Brett, but it wouldn't surprise me if Sky is offering cloud services as well. You know, they're sort of in that space. So I, it wouldn't surprise. I haven't looked, but it wouldn't surprise me if they've trademarked in that same market. I could see them offering cloud services to save the contents of your MySky, your your Sky, you know, your basically your time shifting. TV control, saving your offloaded stuff from that to a thing, but offering us a drive online cloud storage. I don't well, the see thing is, it if, that. If they, because you know when you register, and a I, I 
as a court, I wouldn't accept that well, because that's not the space that it would have originally been trademarked for. Yeah, but you have to remember that when you apply for a trademark, you write down the services for which the trademark under which you want it registered. Indeed, so, and I'm pretty damn sure that when this guy registered that trademark, no, that cloud storage services no, no, would no, not yeah, have been oh, absolutely, but they add available. To it. No, but they add to it. That's the whole... I, look, I haven't looked into this case, but people, that's you know, companies nonsense. do add... Company, well, you shouldn't be yeah, able no, to. No, but that should... No, that's when you're enough. trademarking the thing, no. you should know what it is that you're trademarking it for because that's your purpose, that's your business plan. Yeah, but if your business changes, surely you, you have to have the flexibility then to... apply for a different trademark. No, I, yeah... This Don't just add to another no. one that doesn't mean that it... That means that it gets to slip under the radar... Well, I don't think it is. It doesn't I mean, get to have contention. You have to, you have to remember to be at no least, debate about it. Well, the thing is, you have to remember, at least in New Zealand, I don't know what the case is in in uh, in the United Kingdom, but in New Zealand, there is a use it or, or lose it clause. So, for example, if I register Boys of Tech under, let's say, um, print services, and I, don't, I never offer any print services, uh, that can be challenged, and after some time, I'll be forced to relinquish it from that service description. Yeah. So... I don't know if that applies in the United Kingdom, but certainly I think... Maybe it doesn't if this sort of thing is coming along. Well, look, I I don't know. In any event, Microsoft... We'll get to the announcement, right? Because Microsoft have announced a new name for SkyDrive. It is now to be called OneDrive. Well, I'm pretty damn sure that there's prior art on the use of the word One. There is, but is there a (laughs) trademark? I know that was in jest, but, you know, I will answer that uh, as a serious question. Uh, It comes down to whether one has been registered, the trademark one has been registered under, you know, internet services or or cloud services or internet storage services. And it probably hasn't. Well, in fact, you can bet your bottom dollar it hasn't, bottom dollar it hasn't, because Microsoft would be really stupid to make the same mistake twice, wouldn't they? Maybe. (laughs) But then they did again, they did with Vista and... uh, (laughs) And Windows 8. Just uh, making a a link back to our last episode. Yeah, who do you think they're going to rule for when, you know, the, the the English monarchy decides they want to offer cloud services and they're going to have their OneDrive? <laughs> one does use one's drive. One does use one's drive, doesn't one? Yes. Yes, indeed. All right, Brett, look, on that note, let's leave uh, it there for the international stories. Thank you very much. We're live here at the Southern Cross Bar in Wellington. And when we come back right after this, we've got a couple of New Zealand stories to talk about. Don't go away. Welcome back. Uh, this is, of course, a Boys of Tech live at the Southern Cross Bar in Wellington, Tuesday night, the 4th of February 2014. So we're in the New Zealand section now, and I had a couple of stories uh, prepared here. The first one of which is Flight Centre. I don't know if you're aware, though, but uh, Flight Centre has been the victim of computer fraud. It appears the computer systems were hacked and customer credit card details were accessed. Two people are now accused of causing losses to the company, totaling over $123,000. Now, you have to also remember that Flight Center holds not only credit and debit card information, but also passport information. Indeed. Pretty much everything you would need to assume someone else's identity, uh, you could get from their systems. Exactly. So it does make you ponder just how much information you give to other places and put in their hands when it is these 
these questions, these bits of tidbits of information that are commonly asked as the security questions of you, know, you identifying who you are online or over yes. the phone <laughs> yeah, to someone and, else. And that's why identity theft, I think, is underrated because... It is massively you know, underrated and it is something that nobody seems to... Nobody talks about and, yeah, it, it does not... It's not taken as seriously as it, it should be because yeah. with now, the I, merest I, amount of information about somebody, you can assume their identity online and pretty much destroy them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now, I, in this particular case, it doesn't look, it doesn't sound like the criminals were were after identities. It's, no, no, they were they after, after the cash. They're after the cash in this case. So we do have two people, Penny Tuake Tulimayao and Dina Kays Jan or Jan, I'm not sure the pronunciation on that one. Uh, they've appeared in Auckland District Court, but you know this is actually. Really, you know, this is something that's local. This is, it's, you know, we're talking right here in New Zealand. Yeah. Computer fraud. Yeah. We're not sure, though, whether this was an inside job or... Actual hacking from the outside. From the outside. I and Flight Center have neither confirmed nor denied anything. But I, I'm strongly leaning towards that being an inside job. Purely with the amount of access and things they've gotten into... You'd have yeah, to be pr a pretty stupid um, yeah. provider yeah. of service to have all of that outward facing. That's right. And the other clue is that you wouldn't expect, or certainly not as prevalent, to have a New Zealand-based hacker attack a New Zealand-based, or at least a company that operates prominently in New Zealand. Indeed. You know, it, it's, it's a very silly, it would be a silly move. Yeah. Uh, and so, to me, this has, is the hallmarks of an inside job. It, it does sound like an inside job to me. And it's not just um, stuff from flights. It's not just Flight Center that was was done because it was customers' debit and credit card numbers used, stored in the system as well, and they were also accessed that's, from several customers of Flight Center who have had fraud done against them. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, this, is, this, comes, this really now comes back to... And you would uh, as expect a customer, that to be well-encrypted information in the you, system. You, you would, exactly. So the problem, of course, is with an inside job is that if or, your employees have access to that for legitimate purposes, that means they also have access to that for... Illegitimate, illegitimate purposes. Purpose. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it does, you know, make you ponder about the, the using debit card information, using yeah. debit cards yep. instead of credit cards. Yep. I prefer to use credit cards online or in any place where I have to give then, the number away. Because you can choose not to pay. Oh, indeed. Because if the money that if money gets stolen from it, it's not my money. Yeah, that's right. And the banks are far more likely to um, stop that, reverse transactions, and actually yep. follow up on it. However, if it's my debit card, it's money from my actual account, which could put me in withdrawal, which could mean all of my automatic payments for rent and everything else suddenly bounce... And I'm left, you know, up the proverbial creek without a paddle. High and dry. Uh, yep. Waiting for the bank to do something about that while all of this credits, creditors and debts are piling up and you're pulling your hair out. Where, if it was a credit card, you can sit easy knowing that your money is safe behind the banks. Absolutely. I think, and I think that's actually good. Really, we can turn that into advice for people here that perhaps, you know, if you are considering using a card on the internet, if you do have a Visa or MasterCard, 
debit card, perhaps consider using a credit card instead on the internet Indeed, uh, for that very reason. You do have to be a little more mindful of the fact you do need to pay it off so you don't get all of the fees and everything. Yeah. However, oh, yeah. To- totally. Yeah. However, it does add that extra layer of protection. No matter how much the banks say that your debit card is protected, mm. if you've got stuff coming out of that account, automatic payments and things that need to go out on time, otherwise you build up more debt or, or get into more trouble elsewhere, you want that extra layer of it is something (laughs) it is the bank's money that is getting used in this transaction not mine my ap's are gonna go out fine if there's fraudulent activity it'll get sorted i don't have to stress about it whereas if it's your own money through a debit card no matter what the bank say (laughs) it's still going to be more stress and more impact on you absolutely and uh, that is my incredibly Poor financial advice. Aren't we supposed to put a disclaimer here that we're not registered financial uh, advisors? Oh, indeed, and, um, indeed. This is blah blah this blah, is, blah blah blah. This is purely the opinion of two tech people <laughs> who like to argue and discuss random stuff. Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> uh, but just to add to that, Brett. Though, uh, you know, if you don't want to get a, a credit card, uh, but you know, some people are philosophically opposed to credit cards. Yeah. The other, the other way you can achieve. Not quite the same level of protection, but certainly a level of protection is to set up another bank account with a limited amount of money that you put in and maintain and use a debit card yes. on that account. That's, Indeed. That's the alternative if you don't Indeed. want to use a credit card. But making sure that that bank account is with a different bank, because if it's with the same bank as all of your other things, if any of your accounts go into withdraw or ah, need anything, yes. then if they're all with one bank, that bank has the power to take funds from another account to equal it out. Yeah, bingo. Absolutely. So, yes, yep. always yep. have it with a separate egg yep. bank. Thanks for the addition on that one. Absolutely. That's um, very important too, yeah. All right, and our last story then, last uh, another New Zealand story. Now, that goes was, along was, with what we talked about last time. It, exactly. Last, last. I think it was last episode. goes along we, with what I said last time, if I remember correctly. Well, okay, okay, so our listeners right now are wondering, what are you guys on about? Well, last episode, we talked about tablets and, in, in some cases, iPads specifically in schools. We're talking about yes, primary schools. schools requiring yeah. students to have some sort of tablet or laptop or, or, or computing device. That's right. So I saw this story uh, a few days ago. There's a, 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 a Dissol Falls school in Papamoa. It's Te Akauki Primary School in Papamoa. It's a state school, by the way. Let's yep. get this straight. It's a yep. state school. Mm-hmm. Not a private school. And they, not a high decile school No, Dissol Falls, that's right. As I said, exactly. They are giving each of its students an iPad for their own use at school. So they are providing the iPads and are meeting the costs. And wow, and wasn't that exactly what I said should be happening if they were going to be doing this sort of thing? They should not be forcing the parents to adopt a specific platform or a specific device for the use at school. The school should be providing a device for the students to be using, to be taught at school. And, And this is a school that is doing it, a state school that has found it in their budget. They have stated that it's not not using any additional budget it is coming out of the budget that they have and they are providing this because they see that as the the way to do it for this yeah for their and, students. and i think what's really important here brett too is that from what the school has said it really comes down to making some smart financial decisions some you know jiggery pokery of how they're spending the money, yep. where the money's coming from, uh, a bit of additional fundraising, and it mm-hmm. can be done. So it's, yes. that, it's that can can do attitude, you know? Indeed. Yeah. So this is fantastic. Now, inter- and a much better situation. Sorry? And a much better situation than demanding that 
parents, parents have to foot the bill. Yeah. yeah, because the other thing you have to remember as well is that these iPads can then be used the following year, and you could probably get a third year and maybe even a fourth year out of it. Let's face yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to be the latest by any stretch of the imagination. But they all years, they need. But all they need to do is run the apps that they're using for the education purpose. Exactly. And they're going to keep doing that until they break. Uh, absolutely. Now the, the other thing though that I, I thought I would mention about the story is they and, and this kind of also supports a point I was I was making. In, in our last episode, is that... One Did of the, I agree with that point? Uh, uh, I can't remember. Possibly, I think. I can't remember. <laughs> but, and that is the cost. The cost of supporting multiple platforms. And that was mm-hmm. one of the reasons that they went towards the, the, this model where the school funds the iPads. And that way, they're, they're not only ensuring that every, uh, every child has a device to use while at school, yep. but also they're all the same. Yeah. Whatever they are, they're all the same mm-hmm. because there is a cost associated with trying to support all sorts of you know r- random devices. Indeed. So anyway, there we go. I thought that was interesting. A decile for state primary school purchasing iPads for every pupil, and they're going to ex- this. Actually, this is the other thing. I think this is for year four and five. Is it? Yeah, this is. I yeah. believe for year four and I five. Think year four and five. But they're going to expand it to every school, uh, every child, every pupil in the school. Excellent. In the next year or two to come. Fantastic. I think that's the way it should be going. It should not be decile 10 schools demanding that parents pay, shell out $700 for a super whiz-bang tablet for their child and locking them into a platform and locking them into a thing. Yeah, no. (laughs) This is the way to do it. Yeah. Absolutely. So there you go. That is it. Uh, who would have, who would have thought a school and because you know you, you do hear of schools in in, uh, in other countries, the states, Europe, yeah, states, fun, funding Europe. Yeah. tablets and laptops and whatnot. Yeah. And here we have uh, a school in right here in New Zealand doing just that. Uh, Indeed. Which is great. Yep. Yep. All right, Brett. That's pretty much it. Unless there was anything else you wanted to uh, bring into the show. Uh well, only uh, brief mention, I guess, of the. Um, Something we've talked about last year, but it kind of fell off the radar for a bit as more speculation went over what was going to be done with it. The Google Barge. Uh, apparently, oh, yeah. they've been yeah. um, told they've got to move it because it doesn't meet the permit requirements for where it's currently oh, stored. Oh, really? Yeah. So where's it going to go? Have they uh, said? Well, <laughs> it's hard to tell. There are, other, there are places they could move it, theoretically, where it would be permitted under its current lot of permits. But it seems like... They're probably going to try and get more permits so that they can stay. Oh, okay. So they according keep to the stay according we, to the story I was reading, right? So they it sounds like they Google's keen to keep it where it is if they can, or at least whoever is running that part of the docking of this thing. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it might not be Google directly. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. Well, that's I, I didn't know that. Thank you for that for that update. Yep. On that note, then I think uh, just looking around here, uh, Southern Cross Bar. This is going to be pretty much it. I think for the night they're going to I think uh, close up. We'll end the show there. Yep. And uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. That was the Boys of Tech episode two hundred and fifty nine, live from Southern Cross Bar in Wellington. Thanks everyone. Have a great week, and Brett will talk again uh, next week. Indeed. All right. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye bye.